Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Divided. Uh, it's the first episode since Ohio State ducked Alabama. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to get heated, Clay. Let's do it. Oh, you guys um, are so much fun. Um, what I think to the blowout you guys predicted. What happened to the blowout you predicted? Yeah, you <laughs> predicted a blowout. What happened to the loss you predicted? You predicted the loss for Ohio you State. You unloyal fan. But um, I changed my mind before the game. We had okay. that. Really? Because I don't have that on record in the podcast. Yeah, neither do I. I will say, yes, at first, I didn't think Clemson was going to win. But you guys said they had no chance. And we're going to get blown out. So That's because I did. To be fair, I think that based on what was seen in the regular season, that was a fair prediction. That was a fair assumption. Yeah. Yes. But I also would like you guys to kiss my butt. So Okay. Well... I will um, be the first to admit that I was very surprised with what happened in the semifinal. All right. Well, we'll get on to that later. Um, let's start here with talking about some recent news with Michigan. Um, Harbaugh extension through 2026. Scotty, thoughts? Um, I, I, I wish that he wasn't back, but, I mean, kind of saw this coming and – um, like I've said before, I think Harbaugh is still a good football coach. And now that it's over, you know, we know he's our guy. I think we just got to get past the negativity, try to be positive. Just try to hope that what happened this year was a fluke and hope we can get back to 10 and three in Michigan. That's the best we're going to get. And I hate that that's, that's like the upside. Like that's yeah. the hope that that might happen. I, like it's not going to get any better than that. I doubt it gets any better. Maybe eleven and two. No. Maybe. No. Honestly, like, <laughs> I think eleven and two is probably our ceiling because I think that we could manage to go eleven and zero before beating Ohio State. But say that every year. If well, I mean, think about it. Like we okay, if we can go Wisconsin. Yeah, but maybe we've had okay. years where we've beaten Wisconsin and Penn State, and it just yeah. comes down to who we lose to in the um, non-conference. And like next year, we have Washington. Like, we should be able to beat Washington at home. Right, Will we? Won't. Honestly, probably not. It um, all depends on uh, whether our Lord and Savior JJ McCarthy pans out the way I'm hoping for. Yes, um, um, JJ, if you're hearing this, I want to give you a kiss on the mouth. We should I'll get say it. on the pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that we could manage to go eleven and one in the regular season, but there's no way we would go uh, twelve and one because no matter what bowl game we're getting, if we're eleven and one, we're going to be ranked pretty high. We're going to play a good team. We're going to get shit on. So I would say eleven and two is our ceiling, and I think the Harbaugh can get us there. Um, but what I what I if we go, let's say ten and three next year, and ten and three the year after that, we may be getting eleven and two in there. But we still don't beat Ohio State. Where where do we go from there? Is Harbaugh still the guy, or he has to be? Because I mean, like you see a football coach going ten and three, eleven and two every year, like that's good. But if we still don't beat Ohio State, are the fans going to be calling for him to leave? Yes, that's all people want. We yeah. could go one and eleven. If we beat Ohio State, they're like, wow, there's a bonus. Like. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. I think his expectation, I mean, the fans, at least from what I've gathered, of course, you guys are Michigan fans and hear more about it, but it really seems from my point of view that it's Ohio State, beat Ohio State or bust at this point. It's, in I would say, I think it's kind of dumb because that's just not going to happen. And if it we is. get rid of, it's not. We're never going to beat them for the rest yeah, of the Yeah. It's like the Globetrotters versus the Generals every yeah. year. 
but um, I think Meyer took over in 2012. Ohio State's lost five Big Ten games in total. I don't understand why Michigan fans think that we're all like Alabama and like we're not. Where there's a lot of work to do, and I think that if Harbaugh has us going 10 and three and 11 two every year, like moving on to a coach that's probably not as good is not going to do anything except for make us go seven and five instead. If if this Ohio State team can blow out Trevor Lawrence, and that blowout is an extreme term, but if they can handily beat Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, I don't understand how like Michigan fans can consciously say that like if Jim Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State, then he should be gone. Obviously, I don't like him because he's losing to teams that aren't Ohio State, right. like Michigan losing, State, which is a lot of – ever again, he should be fired after the game is what I think. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say is that I think a lot of Michigan fans base a lot of their uh, loyalty in beating Michigan State, um, which is fair. I hate losing to them because I hate their fan base, and I hear about it all the time. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I'm not mad about it. I think he's he's can't read or write. Yeah. <laughs> um he's a top recruiter and that can't be denied. Through all of this he's still getting like yeah, we did have a good high-end year. recruits. We have a good class coming in. Um I think this next year is going to be very very telling of whether he's actually there through 2026 or not because if we have another year like this year if, oh, there's no way Michigan State if we yeah. I think we've got to win 10 games next year for him to stay. I say nine. Maybe, yeah, nine or 10. That contract does have a very short leash. I mean, that yes. buyout comparatively. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I really like the contract because. I didn't even see the buyout. So basically, he's getting $4 million a year. But if right. he, you know, if he wins the Big Ten, if he makes a New Year's Six, um, gets first place in the East. Uh, it all is very incentive based. So like it mm-hmm. makes Harbaugh maybe actually want to win because he'll get more money. Um, and then, yeah, it's very easy to buy out and have him gone if we have a bad year before 2026. Perfect. Can't Which wait. is probably going to happen. Like, see, that's the thing. If, if Harbaugh starts having these years like this year and he's like starts being bad, then yeah, like get him out of here. But right now there is still part of me that has confidence that he's a good coach and that this year was kind of fluky. We did see a lot of good teams kind of have weird. Right. I mean, I think staying in the Big Ten East, I mean, Penn State starting season 0 and 5. I think there is reason to believe, you know, it won't ever be this bad again uh-huh. under Harbaugh. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that one concern a lot of fans have and I definitely have this concern is for the defense just because we haven't been recruiting um, as well on the defensive side. And obviously the defenses last year was not good. Um, and we did just have a new hire. Um, I mean, must've gotten a good word in from John Harbaugh as we do have the Ravens current linebackers coach as the new defensive coordinator. Um I don't really know how I feel about this hire because he's never called a play in his life. He's never called a play and he's 33. Yeah. Um, but So oh, we're taking a gamble for sure. Yeah. But um, we're going to have to take gambles if we want to, you know, be a big time team like 
every Michigan fan wants us to be. Right. So. I mean, the, the one thing that I am confident about um, is that, you know, Mike McDonald is the coach, by the way. I don't think we said his name. Um, but, I mean, he's been working alongside Jim's brother, and Jim or John must have put in a good word for him. So, hopefully. It's, uh, it's just weird that John Harbaugh knows how to win games up seven with four minutes left in the playoffs. Weird. Yeah. Looks like old Johnny Boy might be moving on in the playoffs, and old Jim Aruski is watching at home. <clears throat> um, old Jim Aruski. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ben, do you have anything, any other thoughts on Michigan's coaches right now? Um, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. How did you feel about Ohio State's football Twitter kind of poking fun at the contract extension? I just think that – I didn't see it. Really? You didn't see that? liked the no. tweet from Bleacher Report, and then Bleacher Report posted again – and said Ohio State football liked our tweet, and it was the tweet about Harbaugh getting extended. And then they quote tweeted that with the picture of Trey Sermon looking up at the camera from. I mean, it was funny. Whatever. I mean, that's that's like marketing. Like they're selling their team. Like I don't think that's a legitimate like. Like, I mean, it is a threat because they're gonna beat us into the ground for seven years. But I don't know. I don't mind that. Whatever. Like, it's a social media team. It's not a football player doing it. Yeah, I just think that if I were Jim Harbaugh seeing that, I would maybe, like, be super fucking pissed. Pardon my French. And maybe, it's like, try and do something good and beat them. But Well, I'm sure he's, he's, like, low-key trying to win games. Is he? But Sometimes it doesn't I don't know. Good. I don't know. Whatever. That That's not a big deal to me. I don't care. Like, if you beat us, fuck. 37 times in a row and like are in the national championship game after beating who might be the best collegiate quarterback of all time. Like you can do what you want on social media. I don't care. And that yeah, picture of Trey Sermon is absolutely hilarious. So I don't mind. It was really funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But in the midst of the game, like it was still like a game at that point, we're only up 14 and like he had the mind to do that. Like that's hilarious. That was really yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that they did it. I'm just saying if I were Jim Harbaugh, I would be like, hey, guys, look at this. Like, they're fucking tweeting out that they're happy that I'm going to be like, maybe we should, you know, like, be upset about that and, like, use it as some fuel. As a – to play devil's advocate, to play Clay for a brief second, if you're Ohio State, you are, like – so excited that he's coming back because this far all he's done for Michigan is put a bad rap on them and put a target on our backs and Ohio State has beat them every year so rightfully so that they're excited oh yeah Harbaugh has yet to prove that they shouldn't be excited yeah definitely like I said I have absolutely no problem with them doing it I'm saying Harbaugh should definitely be like trying to use that as some motivation yeah And I think that that's another big thing is like Harbaugh, one thing that he can control and needs to control immediately is the culture because the culture of Michigan football this year was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Like we just didn't even look like we had any fight ever. Like when we played Michigan state, they looked like a team that actually wanted to be there. They looked like they wanted to come in and beat our ass. Um, And we didn't show any of that fight ever. And even 
in one game against Penn State, there was a big play that we had, and Harbaugh had to yell at players on the sideline to cheer. Yeah, that's the last thing I want to hear. Is that's stuff why like I really that. wanted Matt Campbell because if I he's passionate, he has the fire that Jim Harbaugh had at the beginning of his career. Yes. Jim needs to bring that passion back, and I've heard that Jim is on medication for I don't remember what it is, maybe like ADHD. Um, and this is just a rumor. I have no idea if it's true, um, but it like mellows you out. And some say that that's why Harbaugh has kind of lost his juice. Yeah, Harbaugh needs to take seven scripts of pre-workout before a game. Yeah, and then I don't know why I've never wall. seen any smelling salts on the sideline. Because yeah, they're legal. Do them. He needs to be like just tape them to his nose and just have <laughs> them right there the whole fucking game. Like, I don't know why. He uh, Instead of like the people carrying on the Gatorade bottles, there's like carrying off smelling small. It's like putting them in front of the players' faces. Like, you want one? You want one? You want yeah. one? I want Larry Fitzgerald on the sideline, just like handing him out to him. Like that reporter that one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I've got everything out about Harbaugh. We can move on to the uh, national championship stuff. If you want. Okay. So, Clay, stop fist pumping. Um, obviously, national championship coming up. Um, after a historic performance from Justin Fields, battling through pain, ducking Alabama. Uh, Clay, what do you think? Um, I just – that was one of the funnest football games I've ever watched. Funnest in isn't the word going. What? Funnest isn't the word. That was one of the – most I don't fun. care. It was go. one of the most fun games I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, with the entire lead up, you know, after losing the semifinal last year, after Dabo, you know, pretty much saying Ohio State should be in the playoff, ranking him 11th, to come out and beat him by 21 points. I mean, the fashion they did it after Justin Fields got hurt, came out and, you know, played the game of his life with an injury was, I mean, it was just an incredible performance all around and I, I don't even know what to say about it. That was just, I mean, I agree with you guys. Um, you know, that that team did kind of come out of left field. I mean, that was twice as good as they played all year, but happened at the right time. It was a uh, historic performance, as much as I hate to say it. Um, I, Justin Fields just played off his rocker. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, everyone's calmed down a bit since that game, but um because it's been what a week it's been yeah i'm 10 days now yeah um but wow yeah that <laughs> is uh there's a game for the ages yeah i mean tie yeah, I mean, single touchdown game record in a playoff game i mean that's yeah also yeah, I, trey sermon again i know yeah i mean he's and i think that he is going to be a big key to ohio state beating alabama because I don't think Alabama <clears throat> has a very good defense and they have a very explosive offense. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing Ohio State is really going to be trying to do is kind of extend their possessions and try to make it so, you know, Alabama's not getting the ball back really quickly and, you know, scoring four points or 14 points in five minutes. And they'll probably be trying to just extend their drives, get long scoring drives. And that all starts with getting Sermon going on the ground. And I think if Sermon has – if he has another big rushing game, I think Ohio State gets enough stops, and I honestly think Ohio State wins the game. Yeah. Um, my one rebuttal to that is what in the world is Ohio State going to do about Devontae Smith? See, that's what I thought about Ohio State secondary and Trevor Lawrence, and then an entirely different team showed up. 
So, but I'm Devontae Smith is a different beast. Yeah, but that's what I thought about Trevor Lawrence too. I was thinking, okay, Michael Penix Jr. towards Ohio State secondary. So, what's Trevor Lawrence going to do to it? And then a team that we have not seen <clears throat> all year, a secondary from Ohio State that we have not seen all year showed up. And they played by far their best game of the season. Oh, definitely. And I remember when we did a podcast preview in the playoff, you know, I said Ohio State's key to winning that game was not to stop Lawrence. You know, I knew you, you don't stop a quarterback with Lawrence. I said, we just can't let him kill us. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence threw. He threw for 400 yards. He threw yeah. for 15 more yards than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But it was probably the quietest 400-yard game I agree. you're yeah. ever going to see. Yeah. I mean, Justin's field is 385, was twice as loud. As Trevor Lawrence is 400. Yeah. And I think that's the exact game plan we need to have against. And that's my first key to the game is, you know, we can't come into this game thinking we're going to stop Alabama. That's just not realistic. You know, they're going to make plays. They're too good not to make plays. And Ohio State knows that. It's just we got to keep everything in front and we just can't get burned. Yeah. They're going to score points. And that secondary, I mean, so they gave up 400, but they kept everything in front of them. And they let that front seven, which is a very good front seven, tee off, get to Lawrence, and they helped ETN to 44 yards. And I mean, that's just what they got to do. Keep everything in front, get in those third downs, and just let that front seven go. Yeah, because I mean, Alabama um, had a beast of a running back. And <clears throat> very capable of stopping Najee Harris. Yeah, and I think Ohio State will be able What if he jumps over him? Yeah, you got to be ready for those. I think Ohio State's D is going to be – is going to do a good job – of stopping Harris and I think it's going to force Mac Jones to do a lot through the air and I think the secondary is, is going to be ready for it and like I like I said and like Clay said um, they're going to you know they're going to have success on offense but I think that Ohio State's defense if the same defense that plays against played against Clemson shows up I think that they can you know kind of slow them down enough to keep this a close game and have a chance yeah. to win um, you know, I kind of have to say the same thing going into this one as I did the semifinal game. Um, and what I said in that one is I'm expecting a shootout and you know exactly what Alabama is going to do. You know what they're capable of. You know how many weapons they have. Um, and like you said, Clay, they're going to score points. The defining factor in this game is what Ohio State team shows up, which is obviously pretty self-explanatory, but Ohio State is very, very capable of beating Alabama. Um, but you know what Alabama team is going to show up. And if you don't show up, then Alabama will torch Ohio state. It just depends how fields is feeling, which I don't know if there've been reports on that. Uh, what's, which secondary him. shows up if it's the one that gets torched by Indiana or the one that stops Trevor Lawrence. Like, I mean, you guys like Ohio state has to be firing on all cylinders to beat Alabama, but we've seen it happen recently. So for me, it depends which Justin Fields shows up, which Ohio State defense shows up um, to be able to take down Goliath. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously that was the best game this season. Personally, I find it hard to believe that we'll come in this game with a lackluster effort. Just, I mean, you know, it's a national championship game. Yeah. They're – going to prepare their butts off um another key i have in this game is you know rumors i mean ohio state 
did have COVID cases in the past month. You know, I'm not going to speculate on who it was because we don't know at this point. But rumors are it was some members of the D-line, which is something to look out for. Um, it wasn't as bad as reports were originally that the entire D-line was going to be out. That is not true. Um, but yeah, with, you know, Alabama's offense, offensive line won the award for best offensive line in the unit. So I think it, one key thing is can occasion maybe some backup, you know, some second teamers on the higher state defensive line. Can they come in and make the difference that some of, you know, if Ohio State I mean, the D line played lights out against Clemson, and it's it's going to take the same effort for maybe some second teamers in the national championship game as well. Yeah. Well, are you sure there were COVID cases? Then it wasn't just Ohio State trying to get some healing time for old old Justy. Justin's, uh... Really, Scotty? I'm sorry. I don't know, man. You just never know. Ohio, okay. Ohio State never said they didn't want to play on the 11th. Like, you know, some people recorded that there were discussions of moving it back. The, the word out of Ohio State was always, we're playing Monday, okay. the 11th. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to not trying to speculate. What I imagine what happened heard. is that Ohio State had a couple of cases. And, you know, it was probably, hey, you know, we have secure cases. You know, what's the protocol here? Do we move it back? And they're like, nope, you know, it's not at that point yet. The word is Ohio State. <laughs> is ready to play. I mean, they're not, you know, they want to play this game as much as Alabama is. They're just as ready. They're as confident as anybody right now. They want to take on this Alabama team. They're going to be ready. They're not confident without Justin Fields' ribs. I mean... Yeah, what's the the word on his ribby bears? Are they doing okay? Yeah, I mean, he's been practicing. (laughs) His ribby bears. Um, I mean, he's going to play. He's practicing all week. And I'd also like to remind you that he threw for four touchdown passes after that hit. Oh, I'm aware. Well, that was a lot of heart. I'm not saying it wasn't. Maybe he would have thrown – maybe he throws for eight if his ribs are healthy, though. You know, that's what I'm – obviously, you want him to be completely healthy, right? Whip that ball 60 yards. Honestly, if he plays like – if he plays like he did with a – whatever, like broken rib or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it is. If he plays like that, then, like, just punch him in the side a ton of times before every game. Time to go out there. (laughs) Um, I, I've heard nothing about Justin Fields being limited in this game, and I'm sure they probably won't run him as much because I'm sure like they're not 100. percent But I'm I'm not worried about Justin Fields really being out okay. and being limited. So now I have another question for you. This is just a hypothetical, and I just want to see what you think would happen. Let's say tomorrow before the game and obviously like at this point it's too late to postpone so like no matter what happens they're gonna play justin fields tests positive for covid do you think ohio state is honest about it and tells people and leaves them out of the game or do you think ohio state would just keep it quiet and play him well one testing's done so it's not gonna happen and two i know ohio state would be honest about it because there's protocols in place and yeah, even honest about I'm, I think there were protocols in place about the tattoos, too. Oh, the thing that happened 10 years ago with a whole different staff and program? Yes. And <laughs> That was a whole different program? Ohio State's not Ohio State anymore? Oh, for sure. You also know that under the new NCAA laws, like that would have been legal. Like, well, that well, was the time. I'm aware of that. Like, admit it. You're a dirty program, and you wouldn't tell anyone if Justin Fields was coughing up a lung. Wait, Dude. also, the testing done? What do you mean? What if somebody gets COVID today? 
apparently the teams, the teams are they're, they're not testing. I mean, like they're they've they're done testing. Is what I've heard. Didn't they just go on an airplane yesterday? I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just I'm just saying like wow. I, honestly, if my team was in the national championship under this kind of stuff, I wouldn't cheer for them. I would be you know, but you know that's just me. I'm an honest guy, but I mean obviously Clay, you have your morals, I have mine. So honestly, I respect the pandemic, so I just like probably wouldn't cheer for them. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even watch the game. But I mean, yeah, you have your sentiments. That's just me. That's just me. But also Alabama finished testing before Ohio State, so well, I wouldn't be cheering for Alabama oh. either. So. <laughs> So I'm not watch. cheering for anybody. I'm not even going to watch the game because I just have my beliefs. I have my morals. You know, I, I respect your opinion, but you know, I just have my beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think it's time for some some score predictions in this game. Yes, that's a good idea. Let's save the old one to one for last because he's got a team in this. Ben, you want to go first? I'll take it. Um, um, I'm looking for a high scoring. Uh, close game. I'm going to take Alabama 38, Ohio State 34. That would be a doozy. I think it's also going to be a high. I think it's going to be a little more high scoring than that. Um, Whoa. And honestly, like, just Whoa, Nelly. kind of my thought process on this is, like, good things typically don't happen to me. So that's kind of why I'm going with my pick. Um, I think that Ohio State's defense is going to come out, and I think the same team that we saw that beat Clemson is going to show up. They're going to get enough stops. Sermon's going to have another big day. Fields is going to be able to make enough plays through the air. I've got Ohio State winning 48-45. to 45. Um, I Nelly. I have the same team as you, Scotty, um, around the same score. I think um, we'll see a lot more offense and defense in this game. Um, just because I think we're seeing two great offenses go against each other. Not well, even one mediocre one, but go on. Um, <laughs> I, I really feel that it's like – I just have a feeling that Ohio State's going to win this game. Like, I had a good feeling for the Clemson game. Like, I'm having very similar – but you literally like, said that you thought Ohio State was going to lose that game. Yeah, like a week before. But then, like as I got closer, I was like, you know what? No, we're going to win this game. And didn't I text you guys? I said I changed my mind. Ohio no, no, State. I don't have receipts. I don't remember the text. You didn't say it on the pod, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't I, I really had a good feeling Ohio State would win the game. I have the same yeah, good the... thing about this game. Um, you know, it's honestly reminded me a lot of 2014. Just throwing that out there. Um, obviously, different different team. I get that. But no, I, I really program think... different staff doesn't count. <laughs> I'm different program, different protocols doesn't count. Don't you care for them? <laughs> um, I have Ohio State 42 38 beating Alabama 42 38. 42 38. I think I got Notre Dame in this one. <laughs> so I have another question. So let's oh, say Ohio State wins the championship. Yes. Because Ohio State has already stopped testing and they're disrespecting the. Uh, pandemic does the national championship count like are you still happy about it I, personally if I, I'm a fan I wouldn't be happy about it I've got my morals no I'd actually be pretty pissed yeah <laughs> but I'm just curious what you would think about that I'm not even going to like honor that question with an answer so quick Clay I just I, like I have another question like since Ohio State thinks that COVID's fake um are you even like still a fan of them or like how are you feeling there I'm not even going to answer any of these questions with all right Clay answer. hear me out yeah. 
I didn't actually have a question. I was trying to think of one. I couldn't think of one. Um, actually, really quick, before we move on, Clay, just like really quickly, how do you feel about uh, the Dwayne Haskins stuff? I mean, I think it's pretty unfortunate. Like, I really thought he could be a good NFL quarterback. I mean, he had like a great career at Ohio State. Yeah, what about the seven Ohio State quarterbacks that didn't pan out in the NFL before that? What? <laughs> Wayne Haskins is like the one that I actually thought had a good chance. Same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, I don't speculate. I don't know the guy. I'm not around the team. From what I've heard, it seems like he has some maturity issues. Um, we'll see if he gets a second chance. I'm not sure he will. You know, I wish the best for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, hope Fields pans out better, which I think he will. But. Yeah, I think Justin Fields has a good – I mean, I think that he's probably the best quarterback you guys have had. Oh, I 100% think he's the best – he's the best Ohio State quarterback I've ever seen. So, um, All right, so do you guys – lastly, this is our last topic of the season. Um, I mean, obviously, we will keep doing podcasts. Uh, we'll talk, we'll digest what happened to the championship game. And we are going to try to do some college basketball podcasts after this as well. Um, but last topic here, and this has been a big topic around the college football world. We're going to talk about some playoff expansions. Um, so personally, Ben, 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 yeah, 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 Ben, sorry. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, welcome my brother, Spencer Baldwin, into the college basketball podcast world. Yes. He'll be here very soon. He has a lot to say. He will. He, like, and then we're going to add it right now. Yeah, we're going to add another perspective because right now we've got Skin with Ohio State, me and Ben with Michigan, and then we'll have Spencer. I mean, you just got to feel bad for the kid. He's a Michigan State fan. <laughs> um, there's not a lot Dude, he hates there. them so much right now, especially <laughs> after Purdue. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, Scotty, yeah, playoff expansion. Expansion. All right. What I would like to talk. see is, first off, I would just like to point out, CFP committee, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you would be listening to this, but if you are, <laughs> you guys suck. All right, now it's Noah, TJ, and the playoff committee that are listeners. <laughs> and Jaden McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> um, but seriously, I hate the CFP. Um, I mean, literally every other sport and every other level of football has a normal playoff. NFL like they have 14 teams um, this year and FCS has a 16 team playoff. Personally, um, I would love to see a 16 team playoff, but I don't think that's realistic right now. I think that if there's an expansion CFP, since they suck, will most likely just go up to six. But what I would like to see is an expansion up to eight teams um, with automatic qualifiers for the power five conferences and um <clears throat> i'm so sorry someone was just calling me and it popped up on my laptop um can do but no so power five conference winners all go and then the highest ranked group of five goes and two um at large bids after that i just think it would be oh, you just said a six team no, I said I think that the CFP it will probably do that if they expand. Oh, okay, okay. But what I would like to see is um, them going to eight. I think that's a good amount of teams. 
you know, there's still not a lot of room for error in the regular season. Um, but, you know, there's more football. I think that'd be really fun. Um, I think it gives also the opportunity for some campus games. Um, so, you know, like the first round could be hosted at um, on the campuses of um, the higher ranked team. I mean, the big house and obviously Michigan would never make it, but the big house in a CFP semifinal would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think eight teams would be awesome. Yeah. Um, um. Oh, like to you go can go ahead. Me. I was going to introduce your topic from earlier. Yeah, um, I I'm with you, Scotty. I wanted to at least be eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. I love the idea of hosting the first round on campuses. I mean, I would love to see um, a Southern team come up to play, you know, Columbus and South Bend, like come on a playoff game mid December in the yeah. North. Like, oh, that'd be so fun. Um, I also. I, I like the idea too. If we have 18 playoff, my idea is you play that game very quickly after the conference championship, maybe a week, week and a half after the conference championship weekend. So, and the losers, their season's not done, but they, the losers fill in spots in other bowl games and then the winners move on to the college football playoff. So I don't like the idea, you know, if you're the fifth best team in the country, I don't think your season should end, you know, before bowl season even starts, you can still get that bowl game. But, you know, it's almost like a playing game to the college football playoff. Um, but one, um, a fellow member of the college football media, um, Joel Klatt, um, highly respect him. Were you just referring us or referring as us to members of the college football media? No, uh, I am. Joel Klatt is, I thought. Okay, so we are now <clears throat> peers with Joel Klatt. Yeah, my my peer, Joel Klatt. Um, I mean, my colleague. Great, respected member of the business. I respect him a lot. Um, learned a lot from him. He uh, really introduced an interesting idea that isn't perfect, but I really like where it's going. It's a 10-team playoff where um, the top, you know, the five Power Five conference winners get an automatic bid, plus um, a non-Power Five conference of this year, Cincinnati, plus four at-large. But then the four at-large teams play a playing game to get into an eight-team playoff, and then we move on from there which overall I'm a big fan of because I think it gets more teams off. You know, I see where you're going with 16, Scotty. I'm still not a big fan of it because I, I think one of the big charms of college football is how important the regular season is, and I don't want to lose that completely. Right, um, and I totally agree with you. It's just like, you know, the fan in me would just love to see that many yeah. teams. No, I, and I that's how Michigan gets in, if we're being honest, <laughs> is 16 yeah. teams. No, I, um, I get I get the draw of that. Um, I also think, I mean, one advantage, I think, of this 10-team playoff is we not only do we have more games, but more opportunity for better games. I mean, for being real, the college football playoff has been an absolute failure in terms of actually giving us good football games to watch. I mean, I want to say like six, you know, two-thirds, three-fourths of the semifinal games in you know the history of college football playoff have been blowouts yeah they haven't been good games i mean especially when you look at this the past two years the fourth seed has been completely hopeless mm-hmm. past two years um which you know when this year if we would have gotten notre dame cincinnati or notre dame versus um georgia in a playing game to play clemson i mean i don't 
you know, we've already seen Notre Dame versus Clemson, but at least I think Notre Dame and Georgia would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Both teams get an opportunity to get a playoff win, get that extra game in. And um, I think I think that this year had a big telling of um, why things could have been expanded for Oklahoma's case because they had kind of a shaky start to the year. But, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of teams that were playing as well as Oklahoma was at the end of the year. And no, I Oklahoma, definitely think they could have put up a better fight and I think that they're a better team than Notre Dame right now. That's what um, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, that would have been way more fun of a game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Given that, like, I am super tired of seeing Oklahoma in the playoff, I'm also super tired of seeing Notre Dame in the playoff. So, yeah. I just want diversification of talent so badly. Which isn't going to happen as long as we're in this 14 playoff. Dude, okay, this is something that I am just – thinking of on the spot but what if oh, dude this would literally never happen but like do, like a cap on how many like five and four stars you can have on your roster um Which, yeah good luck with that <laughs> no obviously it's never gonna happen but it'd be way more interesting yeah but, and there's no way you could it would never that. get implemented but you know i'm just thinking that would be so much more fun of a season if every team had two five stars and like every team had five or ten four stars, every team had twenty three stars. Like, it would be so much more fun. It would um, never happen, but yeah. it would Joel be- Klatt, think about it. <laughs> I think Joel Klatt. I there's not a lot of takes that he has that I disagree with. I think he yeah. should be on the committee. One yeah. of them I agree with. Um, okay, don't make two points. One, I think if, you know when you're talking about talent diversification, I think. That is one benefit of the playoff expansion is, you know, we would have to sit through a couple years of it still being Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, because, like, you know, the first year that talent's not going to all of a sudden disperse, you know. But I think as we get more teams who can say they want a playoff game to say we are are a playoff team, I think eventually, you know. Right. If you're yeah, Maybe some five, people start going to Georgia. If you're a five-star right now, well, Georgia actually – has yeah, they have the highest good. talented roster in college football if you look at 247 sports yeah but um i was just making a little joke that the talent diversification wouldn't it would just go from four teams to eight teams i mean obviously like it's not gonna go away perfectly you know there's always going to be powerhouses that are always going to get that talent you know yeah. i mean no matter what happens indiana's never going to recruit like ohio state there's nothing That's that not could true. ever happen <laughs> I mean, I'm baby. I just trying to be realistic. I mean, yeah. Real. I mean, even I mean, look at Michigan, Penn State. They're always going to recruit among the highest in the Big Ten just because of their brand. And like, there's not much we can do about that. But also, like, look at the talent that is going to Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama right now. So it's really the three schools that say, "Hey, you're going to play in the playoff if you come here." And that's like not something even believable at other schools, you know. And we're seeing the same teams every year and I, I i do believe that expanding it would disperse the talent somewhat hopefully you know and honestly like one thing that some teams do have a disadvantage with and no it's not like that big of a deal but notre dame let's let's give an example of notre dame versus alabama Notre Dame does have higher academic standards 
to get accepted to the school. Obviously, if you're an athlete, it's much easier to get in versus if you were an athlete. But I mean, that definitely has some sort of effect on a kid. If you're going to play Division One football and at one school you have to do school and at one school you don't have to do school. Like that definitely does play some role. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we can never, ever level out the playing field for recruiting. I mean, that's, right. you know, there's nothing we can ever do about that. Um, but I do think there is ways. I mean, right now, I mean, just coaches saying you can win a national championship here is really only something, I mean, to be honest, that three coaches can say in clutch football right now, you know, obviously LSU won one. I think maybe Georgia can make that point too, but I mean, I just, with this college football playoffs, I mean, in the way that the rich keep getting richer. Yeah. And, you know, I'm speaking for someone who's benefiting from it. I mean, selfishly, don't get rid of the top percent or top 1%. Yeah. I mean, personally, I have my morals, my beliefs. I wouldn't be a fan of school like that. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Knew you were going to say that. Uh, I was going to make a second point, but I don't remember what it is anymore. Honestly, hey, I, maybe you have code from being an Ohio State fan. <laughs> it's going to be a long time. I mean, LSU really was weird. Like, they kind of just came out of nowhere. And yeah. they had, like, the perfect accumulation of coaching yeah. and talent. And then they just died. Like, they were terrible this year. So, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that could happen to another team every once in a while. But yeah, I don't see it likely that Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State don't win them aren't the winners of the next 10 national championships. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I mean, um, early prediction for next year, Florida, for no reason. I'm going to go with. Actually, not Florida. Now that I'm thinking about who's leaving, not Florida. Alabama, Anyone but Florida. Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. For the playoffs? Yes. And then the year after That's that. That's a pretty safe bet. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. and Notre Oklahoma. Dame? Oh. And then the year after that, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Right. And then I'm thinking like 2026, Ohio State, Oklahoma, mm. Alabama. Wow. Texas. Okay. Can I make a bold prediction here? Let's hear it. Steve Sarkeesian won't last more than five years at Texas. Dude, he's not a chance. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be very good. I, I they're going to keep know. being bad, and then they'll be like, we're still Texas. Like, we can get a top-name coach, and then they'll get another one, and he'll leave too. I don't know. I, he wouldn't have been my first choice. Dude, he was a weird one. Everyone, I could be the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and they would still be this good. Nick Saban yeah. says that they don't shit out players, but I think that they legitimately do. Like <laughs> – it is impossible to coach that many good players and not be like, I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't think he's going to do anything with Texas. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, want to criticize him too much for his past, but I mean, like his USC stint was a disaster. I mean, reports that he showed up to practice drunk, like that's pretty bad. Yep. You know, maybe he was trying to have a good time. (laughs) And, you know, some assistant coaches apparently saying that he coached a game drunk. You know, don't know if those things are true, but this what I've heard. Sounds like yes. a hell of a program. <laughs> I just uh, – and I think that Texas just – and I think that a lot of these teams 
are just growing to be too impatient with their coaches and are just mm-hmm. expecting how many years was Tom Herman at Texas? Was it three? Three or four. Three or four. Like he wasn't even that bad. No, he's fine. They just have really, really high stand. It's literally Michigan. Texas, oh, Texas and Michigan are like this the exact the same thing. Bad, but like think they're good. Right. And they're like when they're when they're like having a okay season like a pretty good season they're like no we should be alabama when they're just not even close to alabama yeah yeah i mean to be honest texas like other than that five year stretch between vince young and colt mccoy like in the past like in the 21st century they've been like a pretty like the most average football team of all time yeah yeah even like mac brown if you look at his coaching career texas he had a great five six year stint you know with vince young colt mccoy like one national championship made a couple others but before that, after that, and even like through these other coaches, Texas has not been an elite program. No. Well, yeah. And then that just brings up the uh, argument that has been going on with the New England Patriots a lot this year, whether like the quarterbacks, you know, make the program what they are, or whether the coaching staff does, which is kind of what you were talking about with Sarkeesian or whatever. Um, like, you said like you could coach Alabama and they'd still be good. Like whether it's the players or the coaches, which obviously in that Texas stint, um, like it was Vince Young and Colt McCoy that made them what they were. Right. Tom Brady is what made the Patriots what they were not Belichick. And that was evident this season with Tom Brady in the second round of the playoffs and Belichick not in the playoffs with a Heisman winner quarterback. Like, it's just the same. I went on a tangent, but that was something that was pissed me off like three days ago. It's just like the same thing with Michigan. Like, I don't think Davo Sweeney would beat Ohio State at Michigan either in the no. past. Like, Davo Sweeney would have gone two and four this year with Michigan. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't think that, I think that Harbaugh might have a little bit of a problem, but at the end of the day, it's more of a problem with Michigan and not a problem with who's our coach. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Um, is there anything else that you guys had in mind to discuss? Um, I just want to once again reiterate that Ohio State's the national championship and Michigan isn't, but I, I hate you so much. <laughs> I mean, I have my morals and my beliefs, so I've done nothing that, but love you. I personally wouldn't be able to cheer for a team like that in the national championship when they're just like clearly don't care about the pandemic and are putting football above other people's safety. For real, dude. Um, so I have my morals and my beliefs, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time with some basketball. I ripped my shorts when I was squatting at the gym today. All right, and see you guys. Real time.